Welcome to the Actually Connecting Podcast, where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. What's up, what's up? Tonight is Friday. Had another ghost tour, and I want to talk about it a little bit because, per usual, I learned a lot. Uh, tonight's lessons were a little bit tougher to learn because the sh- the tour went really well. So let's talk about Austin. How was Austin tonight? Austin tonight was wild, but the energy of tonight was like a dirty wild. Uh, you had a lot of people talking about stuff. <laughs> it's just, it was grungy and it was grimy and it was dirty. And that's the way it happens sometimes. I literally had a few people say, I had a couple from Austin and they were awesome. They were engaged the whole time. I really appreciate them coming out and like kind of really stepping up and making the tour a really cool experience with me. Uh, they, they noticed it and they were like, Austin is like crazy tonight. And it's true. It was. So we did all the normal stuff. You know, we talked about the ghosts. We talked about the things, but there was a couple. I'm going to talk about this individual couple because I've been thinking about it and Natalie and I, my wife, we, had, we talked about this tonight or today and said it's interesting because I just did my my fifth, 50th tour. This is my 50th tour. How cool is that? Yeah, 50, 50, 50, which means with each tour being about two hours long, um, I've done 100 hours. So 100 hours in means according to the statistics, I am a tenth of the way to being an expert at this. And it's so crazy because a lot of people would tell you if they walk through the process that they will say, no, I, I would say you're an expert already. But here's the truth. Here's where I'm finding I'm, I am not an expert quite yet. This couple tonight, the entire time, just ignored the fact that we were there. And they almost did something worse than ignoring from a frame perspective. So let's talk about frame. What is frame? For those of you who love to watch Survivor, Survivor does a brilliant job allowing people to discuss and negotiate frame. And frame is what happens when you walk into a room and there is an energy about you. That energy about you is your frame. And it's your perspective and it's how you choose to ignite and embrace and exude your preference and your press, press presence and perspective and energy out to the world. There are some people when they walk into a room, you just feel the room shift. Things change. That can happen positively. That can happen negatively. Sometimes you have someone come in and everything just lightens up. You feel like the room is more beautiful. Sometimes you have someone enter in the room and the room is more fun. Everything just gets lighter. You start laughing and just everything kind of eases up. It's that time where you come to a party too early and it's just you and a few other people and they're just kind of sitting around waiting for that energy to start. And then all of a sudden someone walks through that door, whoever it is, you know who you are. They walk through the door and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, the party has begun. And that gives everyone else permission to come to life. Because it's not that that individual that just walked in is the life of the party, even though they are, it allows everyone else to feel like they can live life. And I love that frame. I've always been that person that when I walk in, 
things happen, things change, people know. And the frame tonight of the two individuals that were on this tour, everyone was so excited. And not everyone, I need to be careful with my words. So many of the people on this tour were so excited. And these two individuals, here's what they would do from a frame perspective. I would be talking and during the middle of the talking, the husband or partner would lean into his wife's ear and he would whisper something while looking straight at you in your eyes like they were talking about you, like they were gossiping. And then she would laugh and look right at me. Or they would talk, whisper, 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 and then they would laugh at someone in the group. It's almost like the group was their own personal punching bag that they could just quietly whisper and gossip about. Now, am I putting assumptions on the situation? Of course. Is this exactly what happened? Absolutely. This is exactly what happened in the sense that this is what I felt. This is what the rest of the group felt. People started walking away from them. People started trying to get away because while you're in the middle of a tour and I'm trying to like the, the tour guide or whoever is up front is trying to speak and do their thing. If you're not respectful enough to listen and like you're kind of not only making the experience for yourself bad, but that's fine. You do what you're going to do. But when you start making it hard for other people to pay attention and engage, that's a big deal. And as a public speaker, I'm someone who's very capable of moving through things like this is Austin, y'all. This is Austin. You're going to get today. For example, I'm talking about the Frost Bank building. The Frost Bank building is also known as the Owl building. And with the Owl building, you've got some really cool stories behind it, some really cool things between Freemasons and between Austin and the builders, maybe being from UT, maybe being from Rice University. I won't go into it too much right now, but while I'm telling this story and going through the process, what happens is there's a guy from just a homeless guy. Maybe he's not homeless. I don't know. I shouldn't judge. But he felt like he was homeless and he's just singing his heart out. He literally has got headphones on. He is blasting himself all over the place and it's not the greatest voice. You know, he's just doing his best. And I respect the heck out of that and we encourage that. I love seeing it. It's, it's really what started the city tour of this evening out wild. People saw it and they were like, what is going on? I kind of had to talk over him. But that's not a problem. I can talk over that. But when you come into the group as a friend, as an ally, as someone who's on our team, and then you choose to have a dissension within the group, that really changes people's perspectives. It made it challenging for me to continue moving on. And here's where I noticed it happening. What happened is I would be telling a story and then I would see them do this. And then they would look at me with this glare. Like I personally affronted them. Like I lied to them. Like something happened that they were on to me. And when they made this view towards me or when they made it to someone else, and here's the thing, if you do it to me, I can handle that. I'm good with my energy. I'm good with my frame. But if you do it to someone else and you change their frame and you make them feel insecure, and after you've made them feel insecure, you smile and you laugh at it like you've just succeeded, I've got one thing to say to you. Fuck you. And I don't like to say that very often because here's my real truth. Let's, that's my initial response. My true response is there's some serious healing there. Whatever happened to these individuals growing up, they've had people treat them this way and this is how they've chosen to take their power. When they feel nervous, when they feel uh, emotional, and when they feel something out of their comfort zone and they wanna take control, that's how they choose to do that. And I think it's so important to mention that because it's so easy for me to be like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here, don't come back. But there's this other side of me that goes, you know what, everyone deserves to like 
understand that trauma is a real thing, healing is a real thing, and we all choose to cope, we all choose to react, respond in the ways that we choose to respond. So, me being the up and coming expert at this, at least to some degree, and the truth is, we talk public speaking, I'm really close to probably, I'm probably coming up on 5,000 hours when it comes to public speaking. I've done it a lot with Murder Mystery Theater, with the tours, with meetups, with business. You know, there's a lot of different times where I've been able to speak publicly in front of people and kind of work through this. And I'll have to be honest, I can keep my cool pretty well. But when someone is doing this malicious, integral kind of act, I have to learn how to be better in this situation. And here's how I handled it this evening. I ignored. For a second, for the first two or three tours or stops, I tried to get them to engage. I tried to get them to like be a part of the group, be a part of the team, like join us, stop being jerks. But they continued to get worse and worse and worse. And it really did, they got worse and worse. But what I love, by the end of the tour, they bounced. They were done, they didn't wanna see anymore. Here's honestly what it could have been. And again, I'm assuming here, this is where I kind of get into a little bit of trouble. I don't even say it then, Dan. But now that people wanna know, Here's the truth, business is war. That's what some people believe. I personally don't believe that. Some people will agree with me, some people don't agree with me, fine, do what you gotta do. I genuinely believe there's a way to go through business being collaborative, loving each other, supporting each other, and choosing to play and swim with the dolphins, swim with the tuna, not swim with the sharks. If you're a shark, fine, be a shark. If y'all wanna do business and you genuinely have my best interest in mind and we have each other's best interest, I love that, let's do business. But the second you try to shark that situation, and the second you try to be a jerk, mean, not supportive, et cetera, et cetera, you just get out of the ecosystem. I don't need you there. And I will ignore that. And that's what we did. Everyone started ignoring step by step. And it really gave per other people permission to ignore. And it gave other people permission to walk away and no longer even stand close to them. And you know what happened? By the end of the tour, they didn't even finish the tour with us. And the second they left, the tour got lighter. Everything changed because everyone knew that everyone there wanted to be there. And it was an exciting, adventurous thing where we were able to close it out really well. It was fun. People had a lot of laughs. It was really cool. I, I just want to thank tonight's tour because y'all did such a good job holding your frame and really stepping up and standing in a place where you get a choice to be who you want to be. And you know what? We chose to make the best of the situation. And I become an expert and become better at this. I'm really excited to learn how to handle people and individuals like this because it's a factor. You've got people that are hecklers. You know, you hear that in stand-up comedy. And the truth is, this is a stand-up comedy job. Half of my tour, I'm getting a chance to talk with people about the ghosts. Half of the time, we're talking about the history. But there's an entire overlay over the whole thing, making it that extra step and above and beyond, that 110% that is comedy. And you have fun with people and it's lighthearted and you get them to laugh and you get them to feel something. You get them to feel a little scared. But then you also bring them out and you realize that this is a safe place to be. And I love that concept. So I'm just grateful for the fact that I'm learning how to get a little better at this. I just hit 100 hours, my 50th tour. Thank you for those who are on the tour tonight. Um, this is actually connecting where we talk about emotions, consciousness, and connecting. It was cool because I got to talk about it a little bit this evening. And someone asked like, oh, what's your podcast? And we got to chat about it. And what they talked about, and the question I don't have people ask me oftentimes is, what is your podcast about? 
And what's like the theme of it? Is it true case files? Because I just had a serial killer. They wanted to know if this is something that the whole podcast is about. And the truth is it's not about that. It's just about engaging interesting people coming on and telling their stories and talking about what consciousness is to them, what connecting is to them, and what are emotions to them. And the questions I always ask, what is consciousness to you? Think about that. What is consciousness to you? How do you describe consciousness? How do you relate with consciousness? The second question, what are emotions? Now that you've defined consciousness, how do you define define emotions? What kind of emotions do you feel? Like how how does that work? You know, do, do you have a chance to feel different emotions? You know, let's just go into a conversation on what that means. And everyone's got a different perspective. And it's so interesting to hear that on top of a really cool story of an industry of different pieces of things like that. It's really kind of exciting and cool to be a part of that and really see it all happen. Now, the third question I ask is, what is the main emotion that you experience on a day-to-day basis? And I got to ask this, this individual, this woman, these questions, and it was so cool to see some of her reactions, her responses, where she kind of got to process through what that means for her. And while she chose not to answer for herself, she really, I could feel that she's going to think about it. She'll process through it. And I can tell that a lot of people are going to think about it and process through. So have some fun with yourself. Think about it, process through it. That is what actually connecting is all about. Talking about what frame is. Talking about how we connect as human beings. Talking about these weird little micro situations. Oh, talking about micro situations. Check this out. I'm done with the ghost tour. I'm walking back to my car. Guess who I see? Remember the last podcast, how we literally just talked about the two women who were speaking Arabic together? I see them at dinner and they're chilling. So I'm, we're right next to each other and I give her a high five. I say, what's up? How you doing? It's cool to see you again. And they freak out. They're so excited to see me because the, last night they're going out downtown Austin. They're on first street. And all of a sudden, they hear gunshots, and they're in the middle of a shootout. How wild is this? There's a shootout in Austin, Texas, 1st Street. Now, 30 minutes later, the police come. Everyone kind of has, honestly, everyone has their own reactions, their own. When you're in a gunfight, things change. Like, there is a real change to your demeanor. And oftentimes, people handle it in a way where they get freaked out. Their blood pressure shifts. Like, you, you hyperventilate, you forget to breathe. And it's this really fascinating experience because everyone experiences these things differently. And yesterday night, that's something that happened. So they walk me through, they're so grateful to be alive. And they say, this evening, they talk about these emotions, they talk about consciousness and how they're so grateful to be alive this evening. Because last night they literally go through this thing where they were in the middle of bullets being fired. And with all the shootings that we hear about nowadays and all the stuff and the things, I won't go into the politics of it right now, But it's so interesting because more and more people are starting to experience this. I know a woman named Vicky, and Vicky is a a professional writer. She's an author, and my goodness, she's a wonderful woman. So she has granddaughters, and her granddaughter, who were were adopted, uh, literally experienced a gun situation very similar to that, where in the middle of a store, a gunfight went out, and it has changed her forever. She was five years old when she experienced it. And still to this day, she wants to go into this forensic. She wants to go into like helping people uh, go through this trauma because she's been through it. She's processed through it. She knows how to handle it now in the way that she's chosen to handle that. And I think it's so interesting to like process through 
what it's like to live in these big cities, what it's like to live in these small cities where guns are now starting to be a factor, where perspective, and you have to kind of start thinking about what it means to be alive every day, how grateful we are. Because driving a car is one of the most dangerous things you could ever do. So every time we get in a car, when we stop that car, we get out safely, it's a blessing. When you walk on the sidewalk, when you walk on the street, it's a blessing every time there's something positive happens. And I wanna just like send out that positive intention, positive information for everyone. Here's what I do every morning. Every morning I try to bless myself, put a protective circle around myself. It starts with you as the individual. And then I bless and I like pray for and I send healing protection, a bubble, a literal like shield force field protection over my family, over the pets, over my loved ones, over my my family. You know, like that's that's how I run my life. And then I choose to do it for my community. I put blessings over my apartment complex. I put blessings over my community. I put blessings over Austin, Texas. And then I go to the United States. I put blessings in a protection circle over the United States. And then I go to all of the globe, the entire world. And I literally just think of the continents. I think of the countries. I think of the people. I think of the, honestly, the beings, because just human beings are one factor, but then you've got all these beings. And how you describe a being is completely up to you. Whether a being is an alien, whether a being is another human consciousness that is from a different planet, or a being from the perspective of an ant who's got consciousness within its own tribe. That being within the spider, Toady, we have a spider named Toady that chills around our house. He's a little jumping spider. And for those of you who know about jumping spiders, they are freaking intelligent. I know spiders are scary. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of you who are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's even talking about this. But check it out. Jumping spiders have the best vision out of any spiders known to man. And what's really cool about these jumping spiders is you have this experience where they can see and they can differentiate between foe and ally. So if you set yourself up as an ally with one of these spiders, they now choose to like honestly protect you and keep you safe within your own home. Don't believe me, man, I had a spider one time and it would follow me around the house, jump right into my hand, we would chill. It would jump back on the towel. I would walk across the room. It would climb across the wall, follow me. And we just hung out. And he was one of those things, and here's why. I saved him from the bathtub at one point. I was in the shower. I saw him floating down there. I picked him up. I kind of put him on the windowsill, thought he probably was passed away, but I just wanted to give him a chance. Everything kind of moves on. The next morning, it really is the next afternoon. The next afternoon, this beautiful sunlight's coming through the window in that room. And I look on the window ledge and there's no spider there anymore. And all of a sudden, from on the very top of the ceiling, this, I've never seen a spider do this, a jumping spider do this. He came from the very top and he dropped a web down and he came right in front of my face. And we just stared at each other for about five minutes. Just chilled, hung out, talked, kind of did our own thing. I finally picked him up, put him right back on the window ledge where I put him. And from that moment on, he followed me around, was willing to jump in my hand, and we were good, thick as thieves. And it was cool. It was a really wonderful, like, it was a spiritual experience. And what I love is my wife, Natalie, she's been doing this experience with this new spider, Toadie. And she was like, oh, there's a spider in here. And I was like, oh, it's a jumping spider. Like, here's my viewpoint. Know what is in your area that's poisonous. Because once you know what's poisonous, once you understand what can really hurt you and what you need to watch out for you and your family, you can now start to have a negotiation on what you allow from all the other creatures and the beings in your life. We allow dogs, we allow cats, why don't we allow other things? 
And again, obviously you don't want to live in an environment that's dirty and has like just, you know, there's a difference between having a clean environment where you allow and permit certain beings to live inside or visit your, your place of living. Again, as long as you are safe, sound, and protected. And I think that having that practice and moving through that's really important. Leading me back to these two women who literally yesterday got into a gunfight of sorts. Now, one of the bodies was carried away. Someone did pass away. The police came out, kind of carried everything through. And that's just part of life that it, life is short. And life is one of these things where value it when we have it. Because every single day is a gift. And finding out what your passion is, finding out how you want to choose to protect, love, serve the world, that's a huge thing. And I just am so grateful that if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you choose to follow in kind of on a day-to-day basis, if I do it, or on a week-to-week basis. Because here's the truth. I interview people probably... Uh, I try to do it once a week, once every two weeks at the at the latest. And then I've been recently trying these daily kind of recaps after the tours, just because I get to see Austin or as I kind of feel them. So these are going to be a little bit shorter. I'll kind of try to finish them up within 15, 20 minutes. And the actual interviews themselves will go about 30 to 50 to an hour long. So I just appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being willing to talk about frame. I appreciate you being able to talk about the masculine, the feminine, some of these really core concepts that make humans human. Emotions, consciousness, connecting. Y'all, this is actually connecting, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. See ya. Like what you heard? Give it a share. Want to talk about it? Comment or like below. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Actually Connecting Podcast.